Hey, what's hey, dog? We about to record. Sit on down. That's my producers. Yeah, we live, baby. We live. We can't afford not to record. Kill those fans. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. One man, one tree in the hill. I'm your host, two-time wrestling champion, stand-up comedian, host of the podcast, Jared Waters. If this if this is your first time here and this, you're about to experience something, something so cold, man. We never had nothing handy, cooked nothing for granted, took nothing for no man. Man, now I'm my own man. But as a shorty, I looked up to the dope man, only a dope man. I knew I wasn't broke, man. Uh, that was the great Kanye West. Oh, this podcast is sponsored by Old Hillside Bourbon Company. Old Hillside Bourbon Company was a company created of love for bourbon, friendship, camaraderie, the idea of quality time, great conversation, enjoying good spirits brought this team together. Our vision is fueled by optimism, integrity, and sense of responsibility to build a successful household of bourbon brand that people can cherish and love. Our story is unique. We are a collective group of individuals from different career backgrounds. This is our strength as we are able to apply a professional experience to provide an unmatched service to our customers ladies and gentlemen this podcast is sponsored by old hill side bourbon company uh it's been a been a unique two weeks it's been a unique week uh, we're gonna give you updates about the podcast what's going on but unique week my life has been a. Uh, it's been good man a lot of good things happening to me uh let's 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 go down to first so a lot of emails a lot of emails um and we're just gonna answer the emails and just we're gonna woody's round up this thing uh we're gonna tell you this Tuesday, we're dropping a new episode this Tuesday, but this episode will be a re-release of my dog Scott Monahan. And the reason why I want to tell you that is because last night, which is Sunday, today is July 26th, July 25th, uh, my dude Scotty Tuhati, a.k.a. Scott Monahan, he hits me up. Maybe he hits me up a three, like July 6th. It's July 6th, and he goes, I got your number from Gary. I was like, I forgot, you didn't even have my number. We just contact through Instagram. And, uh, you know, we recorded that podcast together, and he goes, hey, man. The film that I told you about that we talked about, the Anchorage got selected to uh, this festival. This is an extremely hard festival. It's called the Stony Brook Film Festival. And out of 3,000 movies, his movie got selected, him and his dog Dakota. They they wrote it and produced it and directed it together. And uh, I tell him, F yeah. I say, F yeah, F yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I freaking gonna go. I took that night off of comedy. Like, dude, this is, you know, this is your passion. This is your dream, man. When's the last time you're gonna be in New York? I haven't seen you in 17 years. F yeah, I'm gonna go. Now, before we get to Scott, man, I, just, I just gotta go down by week one. All right, so let's back that up. So, so I, we're preparing for this day. We're preparing for this day. So I tell my brother, I'm supposed to meet my brother in Atlantic City. I said, look, we're gonna come to Philly and see you Friday. I'll talk about that later. So, we drive out. The premiere starts at 9, and it's in Long Island. And if you're not New York-based, I live in I live in upper Manhattan, so I'm probably about an hour and 18 minutes away from Long Island. Not that bad. So me and my old lady, we dress up to the 9. She puts on her uh, baby blue uh, freakum dress, and I put on a black suit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I have really big legs. I ripped my suit pants at my wedding. So I don't trust these pants that I wear at all unless they got elastic in it so they can stretch. My waist fits, but my thighs are extremely big. In New York, you walk a lot, do a lot of squatting. So I'm praying that we don't dance at this premiere. So we get there, and leading up to the weeks, I run into a sister. I run into a sister. I ran into Jamie. They look just alike. They're the same size. I think Jamie might be shorter than him. Scott might be 5'8". She might be 5'4". And I'm doing a stand-up comedy show. I talked about this a few weeks ago. Bump into her in a park. And then we're sitting on the train. 
two o'clock in the morning. She's getting off work. I'm leaving. Stand up, and was like, "What up?" And I was like, "Hey, if you need a ride, let me know." Boom, 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 bang. So we chop it up. Seems like in New York, when you see somebody once, you'll always see them. If you bump into somebody once, you're gonna bump into them multiple times. If you live in the same neighborhood, we both live in the same neighborhood. So we get there, and uh, we're it's at a college campus. So we, me and my old lady, we park. And I was like, I wonder where the freak it is because it won't, college is like it's blocked off. So I see this dude walk. I was like, yo, excuse me, uh, can you tell me where the film festival is? He goes, actually, it's this building, so you should just walk. He goes, walk around. I said, like, all right, cool. He said, but you should walk around this way instead of to the left. All right, no problem. So we're walking around, and I see these group of people wearing black tuxedos and a dude wearing a, a Dakota's wearing like this pink Beetlejuice outfit. You know how Beetlejuice had the stripes? <laughs> It's the first time meeting him, and I hear his voice, and it's, 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 it's nostalgic a little bit because, and I hope I'm using this word right, because I haven't seen this man in 17 years, but I know exactly what he looks like. You know, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, that's Scott right there. And my lady goes, you sure? I said, yeah, I'm about to just walk on him if that's not him, because I'm looking at it from behind. I said, record me, and uh, <laughs> here, I'm going to play, the, I had to, uh, play, because we record everything. So this is me running the Scott first time in 17 years. It's just his jab. It was just like, man, I remember, man. Like when I say Scott Monahan dog, like that podcast that we did for each other, like it's it's very extremely hard for me to you can see me getting like emotional now to run into people uh, from my past, not because of bad feelings, it's because I'm just overly emotional because these people I love so much. You know, it doesn't matter who I run into if I'm ever in D.C. If I ever see these D.C. people, I want to feel the same way. You know, I think there's a piece of my heart that's always not. I think I know there's a piece of my heart that we always pull together. Certain people that we know that we have memories with, they do it. So I see him. We embrace. He got the dangling earring. I got the dangling earring. He's yelling, "Dipset, dipset!" And, and he's saying, five two cover three, five two cover three." Because when we play football, that's the covers that we did. And Scott Monahan was a dude who'd never played football before, and we like hyped him up and. He was just—he was one of the guys getting the concubines back in the day when we were just out. We we're just all players and just having fun. It's the best time, of, not of my life, because of my life now, I'm making beautiful memories. But as my teenage years, super fun time. So I meet the cast, uh, the cast and crew, dude. The, and then I meet his dude, Dot. Uh, Dot is an editor for like Cosmetology magazine. They always went to college together. Then I meet the this girl. I forgot her name, but I'm like, you look so familiar. She's like, where have you seen me? We party together. I was like, I think you used to go to my church. She goes, church? Which church? And I named it. Yep, we went to the same church. And I was like, yeah, I remember you used to walk in Harlem. We'd just say hi and bye. And then uh, I run into his mom. I haven't seen his mom in like 17 years. She ain't never seen me with a beard. But I remember we used to go to Miss Monahan. Uh, the nurse when we wanted to sneak out of class or just say like, oh man, my stomach's <laughs> my stomach's hurting, yada yada yada. So we're we're dapping it up, and I'm uh, I don't wanna, I, I know what it's like when you go into a premiere. You know, this moment's about him, so I'm just chilling. He's like, and he's like, and you know, she's taking me around and stuff like that. We're taking pictures, introducing them to my wife. My wife, she's talking to them. We're meeting everybody, and uh, we go into this movie. Now the first movie we watch is the it's a short film 
It's called the Savory Savarini Savarani Widow. It's a film by Lokit Gillard. A widow's life falls to pieces when her son is left. Excuse me, when her son is killed and attacked, left with her, left with the oh, freak. Slow it down, J. Rad. It's called the Savarini Savarini Widow. Let me break it down. France is a short, short film, only 19 minutes. A widow's life falls apart and falls into pieces when her son is killed in attack. Left with only her dog, she plots a desperate scheme with stunning visuals and no dialogue, and the film keeps you riveted to the end. And I'm not going to lie, this mother effing film did that did that thing for me. Like, like it's they didn't speak the whole time. There was no talking during the whole film for 19 minutes. And I don't I don't. I could do it for my, we we got a couple thousand people that listen to this. So to my people that listen to this podcast, just don't tweet out what this movie's about. So pretty much what happens inside the story is that, I don't, well, this is, the, this is short. So I guess pretty much in the story, this woman, she's a widow, and this dude kills somebody inside there, right? And then she trains this dog how to uh, kill people, attack people. And then the, she gets revenge. It's like taken, but with a dog. That's what it was. And when I say this mother effing film was the the ending was amazing. I won't spoil the ending, but that was good. So that leads up into the main feature film, which is the Anchorage. Now I'm gonna describe, describe the Anchorage for you. The Anchorage is 82 minutes, uh, directed by Scott Monahan, written by Dakota. And with Scott Monahan, Dakota, and Christopher Corey Smith, two brothers attempt to drive a trunk full of opioids from Florida to Alaska to cash in in the big land of gold. An unexpected act of violence in California deserts, derails their trips, and sets them on a crash course with tragedy. By equal turns, hilarious, poignant, tragedy, tragic, and terrifying, this one kind of a film explores a toxic relationship between men and their national crisis of opioid addiction. Acted brilliantly by director Scott Monaghan and screenwriter Dakota Leo. Produced by Taylor Harrington, Dakota Scott, Gia, Ethan. Edited by Spencer. Directed and photography by Aaron Neffy. Neff, Neffy. 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 Yo, I'm... Yo, I was so proud of this, these mother efforts, man. I can't say mother efforts, but, you know, these freaking dudes, man. Because, like, he told me the idea of it. But, like, seeing someone's idea and seeing somebody's visuals, like, come to life just F me up, man. It F me up. So, like, I'm, like, I'm watching it. I got questions. After the film, he asked me quite I asked him the questions. He interpreted for me. And then after that, we went to, um, like, a, like a... We went to like a, like a not like an after party, but like an after gathering social with it, like a lot of film people and stuff like that. And it, I was just, I was still just happy. He's like, Jerry, are you tired?" I was like, "No, I'm not tired, man. I'm just, you know, I'm just taking it all in, man. I'm taking it all in. Like I know a dude who used to just put a girdle to his face, and now this dude who used to do like magic theater in high school and stuff like that made a mother made a freaking movie, man. Like made a movie, like you." He had a vision. You guys, you him and his boy made a vision. And these old people who were like 60s, 70s, they stayed the whole way and they caught the symbolism of the movie. And I was just, still to this day, still, not, it wasn't happening yesterday, but like I'm off a high of that. Like I'm inspired by the people around me. Right? Like I'm inspired by everybody I went to school with. I'm inspired by anybody I interact with on this planet, you know? Like I, I love seeing my friends like freaking Tiff, Cam, Lindea, 
and all those people link up and just have that still bond. I freaking love that. So me to see Scott in 17 years and just him, he's like introducing me to the director of the festival. He didn't have to do that. And he's like, hey, this is my friend Jerry. We went to high school. We went to the, the military base together. And dang, I can't even spoil the movie because that's how good it is. So we don't know when the movie's coming out. So right now they're putting it through festivals, right? As it goes through festival and wins awards, distributors will buy it. And then we'll go to, if we have a premiere in New York, we'll do the premiere there. But I'm just happy, man. I'm the type of dude, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know why I'm getting so freaking choked. I think the reason why like, I'm emotional a little bit is because it's, it's, like, it's like knowing somebody that does something amazing and you still have that bond to them, you know. And sometimes like with Yakota people, my, my, my friend that passed away, his name is Shamar Howe, I talk about him on the podcast. That's the connection we have with everybody because we all have these memories with them. And I'm just like, dang, man, Sham would have loved this, seeing Scott do this. So sometimes I think that was the that was the, the emotional part. But the other thing is just like, man, my dog's freaking killing it. And him, like, proud of me. Like, dude, I'm so proud of you. You did this. You did so that. I'm like, F yeah, man. So shout out to my dog, Scott Monahan. So what we're going to do is tomorrow, right, instead of doing the Diamond episode, what we're going to do is we're going to drop, we're going to re-release the Anchorage episode. And uh, we're going to play that. Which is episode 84. And I know I said that I will never do repeat episodes and re-release everything else. But because of that, man, my dog has to, my dog has to, we got to, we got to replay that again. So that was my dog, Scott Monahan, And that was, that was it. And I'm going to go back. So what happened was Monday, really good show. Monday I did some shows in uh, Three Monkeys. Three Monkeys is a club that my friend Sheba Mason, Sheba Mason, stand-up comedian from Florida, and we just got some bad news about her. Sheba Mason, she, uh, her dad just passed away. Her dad is Jackie Mason, one of the most famous. You know, he's a very, he's a legend, stand-up comedian, Sheba Mason. And uh, I'm just going to read it. I want to read the article, right? Because they have a, I don't want to speak for their relationship because Sheba's a friend of mine. But I'm just going to read what the article is. There was like, here we go. Here we go. Popular stand-up comedian and actor Jackie Mason recently passed away at a Manhattan hospital July 24th. Jackie is survived by his wife, Jill Rosenfeld, and his daughter, Sheba Mason. Jackie Mason was 93 years old at the time of his death. He lived a long life. Jackie's longtime friend and attorney, Raul Felder, confirmed the news by the cause of death has not yet been revealed. Mason started his career as a comedian and a regular performer at Catskills. He made frequent guest appearances on the shows like The Ed Sullivan Show and comedy albums like I'm the Greatest Comedian in the World, Only Nobody Knows It Yet. Uh, I want to leave with the words of a great comedian. Jackie Mason worked on Broadway. He written several wondrous plays, one-man shows, and he's also been a part of several films and wrote many books. Jackie Mason's relationship with Sheba Mason, that's my friend. Well-known comedian and actor is the father of a daughter. Her name is Sheba Mason. She is a comedian. The truth here is that Sheba has been as estranged from her father for a long time. For many years, Jackie Mason refused to accept in public that Sheba Mason is his daughter. A paternity test once almost confirmed Jackie was, well, that is her dad, uh, Sheba's father. Sheba resembles her father a little bit, and when it comes to physical mannerism, the halting delivery of her comedy. In 2017 Jackie, 2017, Jackie Mason was not seen at the opening of the comedy show Alexander Schwartz, Sleep With Me, Mae West. The show stars Sheba Mason, written by her mother, uh, Gringer Rayner. Jackie clarified that he has nothing to do with Sheba and Gringer. He said, she is not my daughter. The doctor said it's a lot of baloney. She makes a living calling herself my daughter. I don't want to hurt anyone. If you want to call yourself my son, go ahead. The major reason behind these problems between father and daughter is not known. Sheba Mason has performed on stage as a prop in her mother's place since she was two years old. Sheba's a fixture in the stand-up stand in Manhattan comedy scene, cracking jokes about certain topics. So let me break it down to you. 
Um, Jackie Mason had an affair with, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, with uh, Sheba's mother, and that created Sheba Mason. Sheba Mason is a, a wonderful stand-up comedian. She runs this great show, Three Monkeys, and she's hurting right now. She's hurting because she lost her dad, and that relationship that she wanted with her dad so bad, she never got. And now he's 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 gone. He's gone. So rest in peace to Jackie Mason, and, you know, what's this? Prayers up for uh, Sheba Mason. You know, I know it, it could be tough. It could be tough, you know, wanting a relationship with somebody and someone doesn't want nothing to do with you. So prayers up for Sheba Mason. And the reason why I brought that up because Monday I did Sheba Mason's show, which is Three Monkeys. And uh, I had this other show canceled on me, which is cool. And Sheba goes, hey, come do my show. I was like, no problem. Would you mind hosting this show? I was like, sure, I'll host the show. And uh, she goes, Jerry, you're a really good host. I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, and I was like, we're Florida comedians. We could do with everything. We have to, we have to, we have to be, we have to learn how to host, feature, middle, everything. We have to do too. So we do that, and the reason why she goes, I'm going to come back tomorrow. So I couldn't come back tomorrow at a show at the Comedy Shop, aka the Comedy Lantern, at eight o'clock, and Michael Che show. So my dear friend Jessica Clayton opened up for Michael Che, and what happened was I could tell the story now. Um, a few comedians during this pandemic, right? We're writing on Michael Che show. And comedians told me that, yo, um, you know, Michael Che's asking who the next comics that are like, that people don't know yet that are, are out here working really hard. And they said, Jared Waters. And that was like a few months ago. I was like, that's nice. Thank you. But I'm not going to, just because you mentioned my name doesn't mean we stopped the grind, right? So then it happens. Someone hits me up. The producers, the, the show that he's doing is like, uh, would you like to open up for Michael Che the 27th? I said, like, yeah, I would love to. And then they go, hey, do you mind if we switch it to the 20th? And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. I have a show. I'm going to be late. Do you mind? She goes, sure, no problem. <laughs> so uh, I'm doing Rollo's show, and I tell, and I, I just post it. You know, I post it because I think that sometimes when you do something, it's not about me. It's about the scene. Like, sometimes I want to inspire people, you know, like the comics I'm around. I tell my dog, Ibrahim Khalif, all the time. I said, dog, we're a part of this comedy scene. We put five years in to this New York comedy scene. We've helped hold the pillars down during the pandemic. you got to start. You can't keep getting in your head thinking that people don't like you. Like, who cares if people don't like you? You know, you're part of the scene. So uh, uh, my dude, Talent Harris, he's the son of Talent, big Talent Harris. You call him Talent Jr. Uh, he posts this picture and goes, uh, dang, these are the comics on the show. These are all my people. I was like, oh, so it's me, Courtney B., Omar, uh, Menuhin Hart, Paris Sachet, and Amy Shanker. And I'm like, dude, what a that's just amazing being with comics that you come up. You know, when me and Courtney B., we came here the same year in New York City, and uh, it was perfect. I had a sweet spot, and uh, Michael Che, uh, Courtney B., so they tell us, they tell us, let me break it down. They go, nobody run the light. Everybody gets eight minutes, don't run the light. But I'm looking at this lineup. I was like, nobody's doing eight minutes at all. No one's going to do eight minutes. Everyone's going to blow the light. But I had to make sure that everyone was blowing the light for me to blow the light. Because I was like, eight, I'm going to do 11. <laughs> I know I shouldn't do this, and I know to comedians out there, please don't do this if you're on an important show. But this type of show is just like, I want him to watch the last four minutes of my set, you know? So I see Courtney B. up there. She's killing. I'm looking. I'm tired of my time. I was like, well, it's eight minutes. She gets the light, and boom, she goes to 11. I was like, perfect. I'm doing 11. And the the producer says to me, Jared, whatever you do, don't blow this light. I was like, I won't blow the light. I was like, Lord, forgive me because I'm about to blow it. <laughs> so I do my, my closer. And Michael Che comes up, and he uh, repeats my closer, and then has a big laugh, and he was just mad cool. So afterwards, we're all sitting there. He goes, hey, we're going to this 
this lounge. Would you like to go? I was like, sure, I'd like to go. I invite some of my peers, so we're going, and it's cool. We're all just talking about comedy, you know, shooting the breeze. And he walks over, he's like, yo, thank you for doing my show. I really appreciate it. You're funny. I loved your set. And I was like, you know, thank you. We talked about other stuff. I'm not going to, you know, put on the podcast yet. But uh, it was dope. It was dope seeing that my class of comedians rise up and do things. But I reminded uh, Michael Che of a story. And I was like, hey, man, you've done uh, side splitters. He goes, side splitters? I was like, Bobby Jewel. I was like, I only went to Tampa one time. And I was like, and I think that time you took my friend to a strip club. And he goes, Cam? Cam. I was like, yeah, Cam Bertrand. Cam, what's up with Cam? And he goes, Cam used to be in love. I was like, yeah, Cam's still in love with that comic. And we just laughed so much. And I was like, I said, Cam, I was like, Cam, you remember this? He goes, yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. So it was uh, one of those one of those moments, man, one of those moments where it's just like it was good. Because, you know, Caroline's the A room. You know, to do Caroline's, sometimes you can do a bringer at Caroline's where you bring a lot of people. But I got to Caroline's, I invited. And, you know, it reminded me of a scripture that I read. Uh, that my aunt D, rest in peace to her, what she used to say, she goes, the gift will make room for you. And sometimes it's just like one of those moments where people are like, congratulations, like, good. But I was like, you know, when you put in the work, good things pop off. You know, other comics maybe not have to work as hard. And I think people don't remember the fact of just like, I, I'm the type of dude who's just like, you know, all right, all right, there's different ways to get into this comedy game. You could be... You could be, you know, have an agent, you can have a manager, or you could just outwork the people in your class. And that's what my goal is. I'm going to outwork everybody to the point where you see my name over and over and over and over and over again. So you realize, like, oh, well, Jared Waters, how do I know you? You got to see me. You know, like football. Get reps, 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 reps. Who's this dude keep doing it? Oh, that's Jared Waters. That's Jared Waters. So that was an amazing time. And comics showed me love. I cut my head bald. You know what I mean? It was as hot as F, so I cut a ball. So I might keep the, the bald look. So that was Tuesday. Tuesday stayed out till like 5 o'clock in the morning. Then Wednesday we do our show, A Story Apart. Another fun, fun show. Everyone does well. And then after that, my friend my friend comes in from Baltimore, and we go to Pete's Candy Store, which is a wonderful show. Another fun time doing that. And then Thursday, Comedy Night Live is me and Matthew Benjamin show. And it's it's good. Like it's hard July, July because these are the months people leave New York City and go travel and go on vacations and stuff like that. So it was light, but it was a fun crowd, fun experience crowd. All the comics did well. And then Friday, yes, Friday. So Friday I take a night off because my brother is in Philadelphia. My brother lives in California. I've been knowing my brother uh, pretty much all my life, and he was on vacation. And then he went to Florida, and they saw the baby. So I want to see my niece. Amaya, Amaya, and Maya Waters, and it was dope now, because now she's one and a half, so now she can make memories, not memories, but now she like can like laugh and be silly and stuff like that, so she's not scared and screaming all the time, she could walk, so it was just dope, I was just dope knowing that my brother, I used to see my brother pee in the bed, now I'm watching his daughter pee in the bed, <laughs> Uh, but that was good. So me and my old lady, we drove to Philly. We got our Philly cheesesteak. It was our first time eating a Philly cheesesteak. And we had all these, we ate so much food. And then we drive in the morning back to, Philly's like two and a half hours. So we'll go back to Philly and chill. Then we get back to New York. We get back to New York. I got five shows in New York, smoked and jokes. Then I had four, sh- three shows at Greenwich Village. 
and then one show at the tiny cupboard, but I just couldn't even make it. Like I hate dropping shows because I got all the way to Brooklyn. I got the train. The train went the wrong way, so it delayed me 40 minutes. And that 40 minutes, I needed to get there and get back, so I couldn't make it on time. So, uh, so, and then by the time I turned back around, I literally, as soon as I walked in the door, I get on stage. But the reason why I said that is because uh, Zakia, Zakia uh, Hayden, she's going to be on the podcast in two weeks, right? We talked about she's a a model. I said model. She's an author, a mother. And I was like, she's asked me, like, when when can I come to a show? I was like, hey, anytime you want to come to a show, come. And, you know, mother of four kids and, and the husband, they were on one of these nonprofits, very hard for them to step out. And they go, we're going to come Saturday. I said, all right, come Saturday. So they come, and the comics aren't really doing well. Like, the microphone's effed up, and I'm telling this this comic that I, you know, I look after. I'm like, look, take the, hold the microphone, and that's how you're going to do it. And you could tell the audience was giving the response to how people were dealing with the microphone. So by the time I got up, I was like, man, I just realized just not how much better I've become, but just like how I understand how to project my voice, how to push out, how to bring it back. And the set went really well, and I dapped up her husband. He was like, oh, Jared, good job, man. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. So sometimes I don't think compliments do anything for me because – like, I, this is what I do for a living, you know? Like, if it was a bad show, I wouldn't want, <laughs> you know? Because I rarely have bad shows now unless... Actually, I did I did leave. I did leave and do a bad show, then came back. Actually, that is a lie. I did do a bad show Thursday, did, came back. So, that was it was a good night of comedy. Okay, other news. Uh, Kanye West. I knew he wasn't going to drop his album. I knew he freaking wasn't. But I'm excited. My friends were there. My nieces were there. And they told me that Kanye's album was fire. But I can't take that. They're, they're 12. And they're like 18, 15. I got to listen to some real rap heads to see what their opinion is. But hopefully Kanye West's album comes out. I think Kanye West makes the best music when he's hurt. My Dark Twisted Fantasy when he was hurt. College Dropout when he was hurt that nobody respected him. Hurt Ye is the best Ye. That's my personal opinion. Uh... Other news, my dog J- uh, wrote J-Lo. Was, I didn't know J-Lo was... Pre- oh, I know what I wrote. Jessica Lopez, not J-Lo. Shout out to my homie Jessica Lopez. Uh, she's pregnant with her, I think, third or fourth child. I got I to gotta look up there, but I saw that and I was so excited for her and happy. She just got engaged. Now she's got a baby on the way. That's amazing. Shout out to her. And, uh, oh, how was Six Flags? Six Flags was good. We did a, a couple a couple things. My dog Grant Sheffield... Uh, well, it's well now him and his lady are public. They all were public, but they didn't want Instagram public. I'm gonna read his post that he made for his, for his girl. I felt that was very, very sweet, sweet as he can get. Here we go, and you know he ain't no poet. Here it is. You make me better every single day. That goes without saying. Here's to thirty. I know I won't. <laughs> no, I don't brush my hair like I should, but I do clean up when we step out. As people are obsessed with you, a lot of people. Are, what the freak is he saying? A lot of my people are obsessed with you because I big brag about you. Thank you. All right. All right, Grant. All right, Grant. <laughs> okay, my dog, Grant. But Grant was the one that we went to. We went to Six Flags. So Grant and his old lady came, and Jessica Clayton came with us. And Jessica <laughs> went on a ride, effed her stomach up. She ate a hot dog, went on the Wonder Woman ride. She got effed up. And uh, Grant and his lady, after a while, they're like, we're done. We're done. But me and lady, we from, we're like, a, we're a roller coaster people. So we get on every freaking ride. We ride until the wheels fall off. We left at like 9 o'clock when they try to get us out the park. But shout out to them from Six Flags. And the last one is, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, uh, thanks everybody for coming to um, uh, Training Day Comedy. We have a lot of nice park was full again. Park was full again. Uh, we do the show every Wednesday at 7 p.m. in Astoria Park on 19th and 24th Avenue. So if you're in New York, stop by. Cupcakes, tamales, popcorn, anything you can think of, we got it. Thursday Night Live Comedy it happens every Thursday at RPM Underground. It is a karaoke bar that we've turned into a stand-up lounge. Uh, do that. And this Sunday, August 1st, which will be August 2nd, is my monthly show called Sunday Service. Sunday Service is a show that we do every every first Sunday of the month at the Grizzly Pair. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, we appreciate you for listening. Uh, definitely get the feedback. We get all the emails all the time. We read them. Uh, producers read them, so we thank you for that. Uh, Tuesday, Scott Monahan. We'll be driving. We'll be releasing that episode of the Anchorage because we're so proud of what he's become. And I want to leave you with this, man. Just love somebody. Hug somebody. Uh, take the time to reach out to a friend. If you know somebody that you haven't spoken to in a long time, it's so easy to ask for their phone number. It's so easy to say, hey, how are you? And shout out to everybody that I know. Shout out to everybody from Yakota, Afnorf, the Netherlands, Tampa, anybody that I met on this planet. If you're doing anything amazing, I'm going to like it on Instagram or whatever thing I am because I love you and I support you and love somebody. And if you love somebody, make sure you hug that person and tell them because this life is extremely too short. Peace and many blessings. Uh, I was just leave you like Benny Man said. Benny said. Benny Man said. I <laughs> I gotta play it. I gotta play it. It's so good I know how pleasant it is for brethrens and sisters to dwell together in precious unity. It's like a precious ointment run to the head from the beard. Even ear and beard that run to the skirt of his garments of a Jew of Ermon and the man that descended the mountain of Zion, where the Almighty command the blessing life forevermore. If you're a Christian, I greet in the name of Jesus Christ. If you're a Muslim, assalamu alaikum. We greet in the name of the most high emperor, Eli, King Selassie. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe you the greatest. <laughs> if you're Christian, we believe, if you're Christian, we beseech you, give you greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. you Muslim, wassalamu alaikum. And to our people who are Rastafari and Selassie. Hey, love somebody. Shout out to the podcast. We'll see you Tuesday. Peace and many blessings. Have a wonderful day. Good night. Good morning. Whenever you listen to it, G-double-O to the D-I-E, a.k.a. Garrett McCarr. Take us off with that stream song. Hey, you're live on the podcast. One man, one tree in the hill. Say what up to the people. This is when I see black excellence, man. It's Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I said, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, as I just want to say, man, you're the GOAT, man. And you're the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. You got to break that thing over. She wants it private, but y'all not even together right now. So we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months. And then I said, and I said, uh-uh, and I'm be the next Jamar Neighbors. Yeah. And she was up like, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Jerry Waters, and I'll catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to. I'll see you soon.